When Jesus walked the face of the earth and went from town to town, what did he normally do and say? Did he have a set agenda or did he just kind of wait and see what would happen? Well, the answer to both of these questions is yes. He did have a set agenda in mind for what he would say and do. And yes, this plan would often be set aside for just what would unfold before him by chance. Although his stump speech was very similar to that which John the Baptist preached along the Jordan River, it was a plain and simple message that could be summarized with one sentence. Repent and believe the good news, the kingdom of God is at hand. This was John's message in the wilderness, and it was the message of Jesus as he went from town to town. While John stayed close to the Jordan River and baptized those who responded to his call for repentance, Jesus took the message on the road and then actually gave what he said was available, and that being a life in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a phrase that would have been very familiar to his hearers at the time and would have been met with some excitement and suspicion. For many others have come promising the same, but they have all come and gone. But Jesus was categorically different in that His big promising word of God's reign in their lives was matched with the actual presence of God and welcome into the family, all of which was demonstrated with His healings, exorcisms, miraculous feedings of thousands with fish and bread, a surplus of wine at the wedding of Cana, walking on the Sea of Galilee, and silencing the raging storm that threatened to drown his friends, and even calling the dead by name and giving them life again like he did for Jairus' daughter, the widow of Nain's son, and of course, Lazarus. The kingdom of God has truly come, and it could be seen in the miracles, but there was more. To live in the kingdom of God now also meant that the everyday, right now life was new and different in every way. It was a living out of the love of God in your family and work and, yeah, even with one's adversaries. Now, we have to be very careful here as to exactly what Jesus was saying in his stump speech, that the kingdom of God has come. Because he wasn't saying that he was bringing a new way that one should now behave. We have a very detailed record of what Jesus said to the crowds when he went from town to town. and It's preserved for us in Matthew 5-7, through 7, which we call the Sermon on the Mount. And many Christians, perhaps even you, hear these words as moral directives. And they do sound like good things that we should be doing, for the sermon begins with, Blessed are the poor in spirit. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Blessed are the meek, the mourners, the peacemakers. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah, these all sound like very good things that one should be, and no doubt that all of these behaviors are a virtue and not a vice. And that is why we just assume that Jesus mentions all of these good qualities 
in that he wants us to keep up the good work or at least give it a try, a little harder. But the people whom Jesus spoke to on the mountain already knew right from wrong, just like we do. Most human beings have a very keen sense of morality in that we know when someone is doing the wrong thing to us, and we do all kinds of mental gymnastics to avoid being in the wrong even when we are. No, Jesus did not go from town to town announcing that this is the new standard of behavior if one is to truly be in the kingdom of God. He wasn't saying that the new behavior is to turn one's cheek when slapped by an enemy. He wasn't saying that one now proves that they're in the kingdom of God by cutting off their hand or gouging out their eye if such body parts cause them to sin. No, He was calling us to a holiness, a morality, a goodness and godliness that far exceeds even the most conscientious and religious people on the earth. For Jesus said, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be as holy, good, loving, merciful, patient, and kind as God. Ah, but how? We live out these words the same way the blind began to see, the same way the leprous were cleansed of their disease, and the same way the dead rose to life again. They were blessed with such healing and new life because Jesus granted the gift. The new life that Jesus described in His Sermon on the Mount is also given for us as a gift to actually be lived out. His life of perfect love is given to us deformed, diseased, and paralyzed people to actually enable us to do what He said. And He is the one who speaks these words into life, our lives. Could you actually turn the other cheek when it is slapped? Before you answer that, keep in mind that you daily and routinely experience disrespect, insults, and belittling sarcasm from others, which is all a form of slapping you on the cheek. And so is it possible to not only turn the cheek, but to think that this is the only logical and best way for you to respond? Yeah, if you have to grit your teeth hard and try against your better judgment to behave this way because you think that, well, Jesus wants you to do it and will reward you or will punish you if you don't, then you will never truly turn your cheek, even as you perform the bodily motions of turning. What Jesus is offering you in His kingdom is to so love someone that even as they strike your cheek, you are thinking how to restore the relationship, how to listen to them, care for them, rather than retaliate. Yes, you can remove yourself from harm's way, but it is all in service to doing what is best for the other person and your relationship with them. All of this new behavior flows from a true love from the heart, a true heart and loving heart that is exactly 
like the Heavenly Father's love because it is His love in you. And it is now available for you to give to others. This love is available to give to others because you are in the kingdom of God. Just like the lame can now walk, the blind can now see, so you and I can love from the heart. And this is what it looks like. And so I challenge you to reread the Sermon on the Mount through this lens taking off the old moralistic lenses of, well, what I should be doing, but am not, to this is what Jesus has now made available to me. I was blind, but now I can see. I was dead, but now I am alive to Him. I hope that you will accept my challenge to read Matthew 5-7, through 7, with that lens of this is the life I have been given by Jesus to love, and then come to Bible study and worship this weekend. See you all there.